morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. I'm on my way back from Texas. We had a wonderful time at the Victory Thon and so many encouraging things I'm looking forward to share on the future of this podcast and on Sunday at Faith Christian Center. Well, today I want to do, this week we'll be doing a mix of new podcasts and replays. I want to share with you something I shared last night during our midweek experience, how God has a plan for your deliverance. Open up your heart. God has miracles for you today. And so we see how God's preparing this child for his call, even in the womb. And God is even doing that to children now who are within their mother's wombs. He is preparing them. And so whoever you might be listening, that you may be, you might have a child within the womb or you have a grant, you got, just got news that your child's going to have a baby. You should spend time praying for that baby even now for the plan of God for their life to come to pass. Notice what God said about him. And it says what he's going to be called to do, that he will begin to deliver. Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. He shall begin. There's a reason why he's to begin. God calls people to start things and he calls some people to finish things. And so remember, they've been oppressed for 40 years. And now he said he was going to anoint this man, raise him up to so that he can begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. And we'll jump into why begin and who was supposed to finish it later on in this study. And so we see these instructions. So the woman who came and told, we're back to verse six, came and told her husband saying, a man of God came to me, his countenance was like the countenance of the angel of God. Very awesome, but I did not ask him where he was from. He did not tell me his name. And he said to me, behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean. For the child shall be a Nazareth to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent Come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah. And the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah rose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or any similar drink, nor eat any, anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, please let us detain you and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, what is your name? That when your words come to pass, we may honor you. And notice what the angel of the Lord says. And the angel of the Lord said to him, why do you ask my name, seeing that it is wonderful? I want to read it to you from another translation. Because we see here in the New King James, why do you ask for my name, seeing that it's wonderful? And another translation, the message version says, what's this? You ask for my name, you wouldn't understand. It's sheer wonder. It's sheer wonder. Now, this is amazing. And they're still not understanding what's about to happen, especially what happens next. I'll read that and then I'll break this down a little bit further. 
So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord. And he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. Now notice the, how the emphasis of the scripture keeps saying the angel of the Lord, and that's important. And Manoah said to his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. Wait a minute. We said, well, how? He said, the angel of the Lord. But he said, why does he God? Keep reading. But his wife said to him, if the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not accept a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things, nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. And so notice the angel of the Lord is considered a theophany. Many scholars, and I, believe, and I agree with this as well, believe that the angel of the Lord is a appearance of Jesus as the Son of God before he is born into this world as a man. Because we know that throughout the scripture, especially in the Old Testament, we see the appearance of the Son of God. And so this is the pre-incarnate Christ manifested. And he appears. He is the messenger of the Lord. There's a difference in the angels of God or the angels of the Lord than the angel of the Lord. It's very specific because we see about the angel of the Lord. We see that a lot of things about him is very mysterious. But we see he speaks on behalf of God. He speaks as God and he's able to receive offerings and worship as God. And he does wonderful things like we see here. We've seen his appearance already in the book of Judges a couple times already. We saw his appearance in the book of Joshua and we see his appearance in scripture. And so imagine it this way. Think about it from our standpoint as people who are under a new covenant. Think about the goodness of our Jesus. And we get to experience the fullness of his government goodness because of our covenant, because he came, because he died, because he got back up again, because he ascended to heaven, because he gave us the Holy Ghost. This, this wife was out in the field one day and Jesus walks up and begins to talk to her and says, right now you're not able to have children, but you're going to have a son. And this is what you need to do. And this is what he's going to do. Notice, notice, notice this. Who knows how long they've been praying for a son? Who knows if it was even on their mind? And then all of a sudden, Jesus shows up and talks to this couple for the specific purpose. What is the specific purpose? Remember, God raised up judges because of his mercy. Jesus showed up and gave this couple a plan because he had a plan for Israel's deliverance. Although they've been trifling, although they've been a hot mess, although they're in this situation because of their sin and they're being oppressed because of their sin, Jesus shows up with a plan. And I want to let you know tonight, it doesn't matter what you're facing, what you're going through, whether you're in it because it's your fault or because someone else did something to you or you're in just a bigger situation because of things that are going on in your city, your state, your nation, I want to let you know that tonight God has a plan for your deliverance. He has a plan for your victory. He has a plan for your salvation. He has a plan for your healing. He has a plan for your prosperity. God has a plan for you. Come on, say it with me and put it in the chat. Say, God has a plan for me. Praise God. Come on, say it out loud. Put it in the chat. Say, God has a plan for me. It is a good plan. I don't, it doesn't matter how many giants you are facing, how many Philistines are against you. It doesn't matter how bad it looks, how limited it looks. It doesn't matter what's in your bank account. It doesn't matter how much strength you have in your body. It doesn't matter what you've heard. It doesn't matter what people have done. I'm telling you, God has a plan for your 
deliverance, your victory, your prosperity, your healing, your rescue. He has a plan for you, for your family, for your children, for your community. God has a plan for you. And so what you need to do is to get on the plan. That is the best advice I can give you tonight. Get on the plan of God. Come on, put it in the chat and say it out loud. Say, get on the plan of God. Come on, say it out loud and put it in the chat. And say, get on the plan of God. The plan of God will lead you to the place he has for you. It'll lead you from a tight spot to a wealthy place. It'll lead you from a battle to victory. It'll lead you from a stressful time to a time of peace. He has a plan for you and you must execute that plan. You must fulfill that plan. When I was thinking about this message and meditating on it, and I was reminded of Psalm 34, and I want to read it to you right now. Go with me to Psalm 34. I want to read it to you right now. Starting in verse one, we'll read the whole song. Psalm 34, verse one. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. He delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Reverence him, you his saints. There's no want, there's no lack to those who reverence him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil. Evil, and your lips from speaking deceit, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them from out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as has a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. All. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servant and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Praise God. God has a plan for your deliverance. You may find yourself right there in the middle of Psalms 34 tonight and you're wondering what are you going to do because you're surrounded by many afflictions, many troubles, many pressing situations. You feel stressed out. You're battling anxiety. But I want to encourage you tonight. God has a plan for your deliverance and many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all. God will deliver you out of every single trial, every single trouble, every single tribulation no matter what you're going through God has a plan and your job is to get on the plan and execute the plan because God has a plan for your deliverance and he will deliver you from every trouble he will deliver you from every giant every situation every storm every trial God will deliver you and it'll be just like Psalm 34 said that there will be no lack in your life because you reverence God so all that being said, leading you to reflection question number 16. Are you following his plan? Reflection question number 16. Are you following his plan? 
Reflection question number 16. Are you following his plans? The instruction to Samson's parents were instructions of consecration. If you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life and live at a high level in the things of God, you must consecrate yourself to his purpose. I'll say it again. If you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life and live at a high level on the things of God, you must consecrate yourself to his purpose. The instructions to Samson's parents were instructions of consecration. If you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life and live at a high level in the things of God, you must concentrate, consecrate yourself to, your, to his purpose. Not figure out all the things that you can do and get away with because you're under grace, but no, you're putting things away because if it distracts you, it can delay you from fulfilling your purpose. Well, that was good. Say, if it can distract you, it can delay you. And sometimes the attack is the distraction or the distraction is the attack to get you off focus. So this leads to reflection question number 17. What are you allowing to distract you from God's plan? What are you allowing to distract you from God's plan? For the single people listening, it could be somebody that you're seeing, somebody you're dating, you know you're not supposed to be talking to them, but you said, I just don't want to be alone in the season right now. And you're talking to them anyways. It's distracting you from what God has for you. And it's distracting you from the better. What are you allowing to distract you from God's plan? These are things you must put aside to fulfill the plan. Not everything that takes people off the plan is sin. Hebrews says from the weight that so easily besets, there are some other things that could be weighing you down from running your race. There can be some other things that's causing you to be distracted. There's other things that are keeping you from doing what God has called you to do. And knowing that, he says, well, if I spend too much time on Facebook, too much time on YouTube, too much time on this phone, too much time doing this, I'm not going to do what I need to do. And so what do you need to do? You need to put that aside. Whether you need to put a limit on how much you're on social media, put a limit on how much you watch TV, put a limit on how you do this, cut out this and cut out that. What do you need to do? to put aside the distractions that are keeping you from fulfilling the plan of God for your life. Whatever it is, you need to do it because the plan is worth it. God has a plan for your deliverance. And when you follow that plan, not only will you be delivered and rescued and prospered and at peace, but God can deliver your family and your community and those around you. But you must get on the plan. Say, I have to. I must get on the plan. Get on the plan of God. And if something in your life is not working, get on your face before God. Ask for his instructions. What do you need to do? Do you need to stop something? Do you need to innovate something? Do you need to cut something? Do you need to change something? Do you need to change your thinking? Whatever it is, if it's not working, get on your face before God to make sure you're on the plan and not just doing things because you've been doing them and it used to be part A of the plan. You could have already gone to another part of the plan and you're trying to do something that was the previous part and God said, nope, it's time to move forward and leave that behind and do the new thing. I have for you. You need to hear the voice of God and do what he's called you to do. You can hear the voice of God because the scripture says the Lord is your shepherd and you can hear his voice and the voice of a stranger you will not follow. So what you need to do is get on the plan of God for your life and run after it with everything you got. It is worth it. So Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. I pray that they have strength to fulfill the plan, wisdom and clarity to change the things they need to change, cut the things they need to cut, innovate where they need to innovate. I pray that you strengthen them, that you show them the distractions they need to put aside so they can consecrate themselves afresh to your plan to follow after you with Holy Ghost fire strong coming from their being. In Jesus name. Amen. And so be it. Glory to God. Man, I 
don't miss Sunday. That's what I can tell you now. Don't miss Sunday. Make sure you go over these reflection questions from tonight. Reflection question number 16, are you following his plan? Reflection question number 17, what are you allowing to distract you from God's plan? Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Now, Father, help us not just to be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word. So we blessed in our doing. In Jesus' name, amen, and so be it. Glory to God.